Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. Uh, in today is a good friend of the podcast, a member of a local band. I'll let him discuss uh, his comfort level, what his uh, level of uh, relationship is with that band. But here on the show today is Ryan Metcalf. How are you, Ryan? Uh, thank you very much for having me, Joshua. I'm doing very well. I'm stoked. Uh, happy to be out of the house. I know. Well, I, and I have to thank you for uh, being my IT guy because we were, again, having massive uh, sound issues before this started. So hopefully we're able to uh, pull this out of the, the trash and make something good of it. So you live in over in Pinellas County, right? Pinellas County, yeah. Roll uh, 13 blocks from downtown St. Pete. Oh, really? Now, I guess because I was at that studio that was more kind of Pinellas Park. For some reason, I thought you were up that way. No, that yeah, that's like the... Uh the, the the wolf face den, I okay. suppose you could say. Okay. Now, if I recall, you're a teacher too, is that correct? Yes, VPK, which VPK. is uh, voluntary pre-kindergarten, uh, four-year-olds and five-year-olds. And We've been doing it for five or six years now. Are you having to do the virtual stuff? I haven't done any of the virtual stuff because, I mean... At that like, age, like, there's not a lot of homework that you can... At that age, exactly. A lot of it is just play and listening yeah. and letting the kids explore and figure out things that they're into, you know, given, given them a structure throughout the day and, and limits with things, but it's not like, you know, printing out a bunch of worksheets and, you know, like, yeah. here, here's a write an essay. You know, you can't really do stuff like that with a four-year-old. Um, I know, like, the, the last week before we, we closed, um, the parents were asking me if I was going to do anything like that, and I was like, look, those kids are going to have their whole lives to stare at screens. Sure, yeah. We don't I don't want to I don't want to add another screen for them to stare at once a day. I want you to read to them and I want you to play with them and make sure they go outside at least an hour a day. That's it. Now, are you a Flor- <laughs> are you a Florida guy originally or did you move here? Um well, if we go way back, I was born in Houston, Texas. Really? My, yeah, my my family moved when I was 3, okay. so I don't know if that counts. Maybe so I, so, I, so I can get a big belt yeah. buckle and a hat. You and got yeah. Hat. You could you could. You're a flyover state and a coastal state. Dude, I got a free pass to do whatever I That's want. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <Yeehaw. laughs> um. Then yeah, we moved to Clearwater when I was three. Lived there in Clearwater until I was I don't know twenty or something. And then a band I was in, we moved up to uh, Central Pennsylvania because we were a hotbed of music in Central Pennsylvania. Not really, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we became, like, big fish in a small pond up there. Right. So, like, we were playing gigs, like, at all the local places. Oh, was this the band that that you were in the competition with? Or? Oh, to, yeah, to back up a little bit. Okay. Before, before we moved out of Florida, yeah, we um, ended up on uh, Fremantle Media's produced by Nigel Lithgow's Next Great American Band. And so it was done exactly the same way as So You Think You Can Dance right. and American Idol and all that stuff. So I got to, like see the inner workings of all that what was the name of that band oh trabian trabian french okay. yeah okay. I, I pronounce it very american okay oh well that's fine. <laughs> that's fine um and it was the kind of thing where i saw it like advertised on myspace or something yeah and i really half-assedly edited together a goofy video of us like hanging out one weekend right we were all that's all we did was just hang out and like make gross food and, and play terrible songs and yeah, <laughs> and I like edited something together, put a video of one of our shows, a local show in Clearwater, and mailed them a DVD because this was like 
right on the edge of YouTube. Right. So you actually still have the male DVDs. Yeah. Uh, and they like emailed us back, and it was like, okay, email them back. And then they emailed us back contracts. Oh my god. And we were like, oh wait, this might actually really be. What happening. year would this have been? Was this like early two thousands? Uh, it's 2006. Okay. Or 2007. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So we like all went over to I want to say the guitar player's uh, parents' house, and he ran over all the contracts, and then got all the other parents to like run over the contracts. Which we were like 19. We know that. Just yeah, just well yeah. I'm almost 45, I st- and I look at contracts for a living, and I still <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm looking at. I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And they were like. I mean, it says here, like, there was a couple of things in there that made them kind of worried. Like, it was, like, six months or one year after the broadcast, we weren't allowed to, like, sign with like anybody. Like, non-competes and all to- that kind Totally. Of we yeah. weren't allowed to, like, do any advertisements, like, as featured on. And we weren't, sure. we weren't allowed to use their logo marks for anything. It was the kind of thing where we were like, I don't think we're planning on doing that anyway, so. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we signed it over and uh, faxed it to them or something. Or I forget how we did it. But anyways, and then they mailed us some um, uh, plane tickets. And that's when we were like, okay. <laughs> this is serious. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in a lot of ways, this sounds similar to the story I heard about the beginning of Wolf Face, that it was kind of a half-assed on a lark kind of, on here's a- some songs, let's just record it and whatever. And Absolutely, 100% on a lark. I think it seems to me that most of the great stories in life don't come from a lot of pre-planning. They're kind of a, uh, you know, a perfect storm of events that just kind of become this event that kind of catapults you into, I mean, you know, respectively speaking, but relatively, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the the stratosphere that you find yourself in now. But I mean, you know, I've talked to Greg at length about, you know, the, the, the infancy of Wolfface and, uh, you know, it, it sounded like here's a couple things I, I wrote. Let's just put it to music. And, and you didn't know him beforehand either, did you? I actually was a big fan of his oh. when I was like a freshman in high school. Really? Because there was this hardcore band called Next Season. Yeah. And all the iconography and all of the song lyrics and everything was original trilogy Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm 15, so I'm like all in. That's right. This, right, right this in your is lane. great. They sound like they were fused, mixed with Snapcase, but like with Princess Leah quotes thrown in there. So I'm like... Checking off all the boxes, yeah. The best ever. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, he and I were just talking about Refused, how that, that album... I know he's like a huge Jawbreaker fan, mm-hmm. and then uh, Refused, we talked about... What's the, the big album that everybody kind of cites? Uh, Shape of Punk. To come yeah, 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 yeah. And we were talking about how big that album was for him. I'm a little bit older, so I, I, I think I kind of just missed that one, but I've actually gone back and started listening to it, trying to, you know sharpen my sword as it were but um so we kind of jumped far far ahead are you an only child do you have siblings oh uh i have a sister she's uh let's see 38 uh i think that's right or is she turning 38 this year i don't it's it's older sister younger sister older sister yeah it's hard to keep track of my own age sometimes you know yeah (laughs) after a certain point it's not as important as when you're like getting a driver's license or no, you able to you, vote, drink, whatever. Hit it those is. milestones, and then it's all just like whatever. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, is she <laughs> musically inclined? Uh, she's an incredibly talented uh, dancer and choreographer. Oh wow! Actually, what type of dance? Uh, ballet. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my wife would love that. My wife's really into ballet. So, so I uh, would hang out after school at her um, ballet classes all the time because you know I'm in elementary school and she goes to ballet class. So I would just like sit 
and like play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on my Game Boy and then stare at a bunch of girls that are older than me dancing. Pretty girls in tights. So that did something to me, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. And then like, I'll I know like first position, second position, plié, grand plié. Yeah. Like, I I know all that stuff, which also probably did something to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's crazy. Like that is that is not for wimps. I, my wife. When I, no, yeah. she, she took me up there like once when I was a little kid, and I was like, "No." Yeah, yeah. So we we joke about my son doing it, and I was like, "I was like, I'm I'm fine with it, you know." Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, because because there's a couple kids, uh, the boys that I know, and they're just fond over because they're because they're so rare, you know. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so and then well, where did the music come from? Was that your fa- your parents, or how did how did you? Um, I guess earliest on is probably like. You know, going to church every Sunday and like singing. Did you play in the band or? Not, not in the church okay. at all. And like, I don't even know if that like did anything. But I do remember like hating it. Yeah. <laughs> and thinking it was so boring. Yeah. But whenever I got a chance to like sing, I was like, oh, this is fun. I like doing this. You like that part of it. And then I would be in choir class in elementary school. And when you go to uh, middle school, they give you like the option of like your elective or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can play in band. I get, I get to learn an instrument? I want to do that. And that then, like, uh, the band teacher, like, throws a bunch of instruments at you, and you suck at all of them, and the one that you suck the least at is the one that, the you, one that you get. That you get. Yeah. And I sucked the least at trumpet, so that's I still have two trumpets at my well, apartment. Well, Greg, Greg paints you as kind of a savant who is able to pick up any instrument, play it well, and listen to, like, two bars of a song and be able to play it. He's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do not see myself as that at all. Well, so I, I had the opportunity when you guys were recording that jingle for uh, the liquid death water to come in and sit and watch. And it was funny because very quickly I felt like I could kind of stereotype the four of you. You know, the uh, <laughs> bass player. Well, bass player Dan is kind of like he's the uh, I almost looked at it as like the A team. Like he's he's like the. Who was the guy? Was it Murdoch? Who's the guy who could like put everything together? He, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> then you're kind of the brains of the operation. The one that can pick up everything and play everything. Greg, Greg's kind of the leader. And then a, a drummer, Dan. I felt he just seemed like he's the whipping post. Like he just kind of took it from all, all sides. But I, I felt bad because I was sitting there, and the whole time we're just chilling in the recording room. And he's playing drums for like four hours. And drummers but, have a, a hard job. At, well, so at you first. explain that to me. But well, then after they lay it down, they get to leave, and everybody done. else, yeah. Like it all, when it, with the recording process, when it comes to like band music, guitar music, rock music, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, drummers got to do that shit first. Yeah, the whole damn record. Because they're they're the. Uh, well, the, the, the foundation, beat, yeah, the, the, everything is built upon that, what, what yeah. the drummers drums doing. Right. It, I mean, I've seen people try to fix stuff by like overdubbing drums later, and it's a it's a nightmare. A mess. You can do it, but I don't. Well, then, do it. and the other thing that was for me was the miking of the drums. I mean, oh, it's an art. That's that's the the the, the art of recording guitars. Is any bonehead can do it. Throw a microphone in front of it. Yeah. Bass, just plug it straight into the console. And you'll do something to it in post. But drums, you're not just recording the in like because. A guitar is one instrument. A drum is a kick drum, a snare drum, a hi-hat, four cymbals, two, two, uh, rack tom. I mean, it's, it's ten instruments. Yeah. You know? I think I hear this echoing. <laughs> you got you to gotta record each of those things enough individually to get those individual things right. sounding good, as well as how they sound in the room. 
and then cross your fingers and hope to God that the player doesn't suck. Yeah. Because a good player can make a crappy drum set sound incredible. Well, and I've, you know, uh, I've heard stories of Dan recording quote unquote good artists who were trying to, you know, tell him how to mic this, how to mic that. <laughs> and finally, he's like, I'll do what you want, but <laughs> it's, it's, don't come crying yeah, to me when it's what, what you get out of it is what you put into it. So, uh, you know, I, I have to imagine that that's a tough, uh, you know, part and aside from being in the band is being the one recording all of it, you know, especially for other people is a tough. Oh, for sure. You know, because everybody's you know wants to come in. No, first off, they probably want to sound like X while only paying Y. So that's number one. And then number two, you know, always thinking that they know better. I, I, I would imagine that that's uh, definitely. I, I, I give an, an enormous credit to, to Dan, Dan Byers, for doing what he does. Because it takes uh, not only an incredible amount of technical skill, but just an infinite amount of patience. Yeah. For You, you really, know, yeah. Because artists, you know... You saw me freak out in two minutes over trying to get the fuzz off of the mics. That's his day-to-day job. I can't even imagine. It's, I, and he does that all the time with like people with you know eggshell egos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like they'll they'll mess up a guitar take and then the whole session will just like spiral spiral down. And, and oh yeah, definitely egos. Well, so I was I was excited to learn that he. Uh, so one of my favorite bands is Mastodon, and, mm-hmm. and I know that he uh, did some work on the Stairway to Heaven. Uh, well, it's not Stairway to Nick John is what yeah. the, the album was. And then I guess he's worked with Troy, the bass player on Gone is Gone, Gone is Gone and Gone some of stuff. the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it seems like there's kind of a little bit of a legit movement going on over there. I mean, I mean, his his studio, it, it can compete with any studio. Right. I mean, he's got an Orion board in there. He's got his outboard gear. And he right, built it all himself, anything. didn't he? Uh, Pretty he, much. He built all those different rooms. And, yeah, he piecemeal put everything, all that stuff together based on his vision and what he was trying to, to, to go for. And he, and he still constantly does it. He, the, the craziest thing is, like, on top of all that, he hand-built a custom-spec plate reverb. It's the kind of thing where, like, if you know what that is, yeah. it'll, it'll make you cock your head and go, he did what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and it a, sounds sick. Like a beautiful mind, just kind of, you know, there's those people that can just take things apart and put them back together and, you know. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not one of those people either, but I definitely appreciate it. So how did the two of you meet? Uh, we met this the same day. Uh, so Dan Williams, drummer, uh, was hanging out with me at one of my old band's shows. So did you guys, who's known each other the longest? Me and the drummer, me and Okay, so how did you guys know each other? Uh, we met because he's been... Ever since I've known him, he's been an incredible graphic designer. Yeah. He, I, he's, his art is fantastic. I shouldn't even say graphic designer. He's an artist. Yeah. A visual artist. Um, and he would make uh, design merchandise for, like, his bands. Which reminds me of the, the Misfits t-shirt argument. <laughs> great oh, man. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> we I, I, <laughs> like, standing there with Dan Byers, and they're just, like, ripping each other's heads off. Yeah. And we're like... So did you see that new pedal? <laughs> you know, like not not involving ourselves yeah. at all. Anyway, sorry to cut you it, off, no, but yeah. it, just, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, he he would make um, he would graphic design T-shirt designs and artwork designs for bands in the scene back when like I was like a teenager and stuff. So I, I got to know him through there. He made uh, some T-shirts for this band I was in called The Same. Okay. And yeah, just from like playing shows and stuff. 
for, for some reason, our paths crossed. Did you know he was a drummer back then? Or oh, yeah. Pa- okay. Yeah, he played in a, like, a couple hardcore bands, uh, Euclid. They were, they were like kind of like Foch-style hardcore. Oh, for sure, yeah. They were like cool. math, like, yeah. More ma- yeah, more mathy. The kind of thing that I, was, I looked up to that kind of thing, too. Cause I'm a huge Dillinger Escape Plan fan, and, you know, Botch oh. is kind of the... the seed that a lot of that stuff oh, came from yeah. calculating infinity man that's that's the jammer yeah yeah <laughs> so um when did you start to get a musical identity like when did you start to figure out i like this stuff i don't like that stuff i want to play this i don't want to play that you mentioned wind instruments which obviously you still have but mm-hmm. that's you, not not what yeah. you spend a lot of time with uh honestly it was probably it was middle it was middle school so i, I was in band and i was really short and really nerdy and really fat and really awkward and i think i heard like on some commercial or compilation this is i don't know if this is dorky whatever it was a less than jake song i remember i've seen less than jake in concert at tennis landing i've seen him like four thousand yeah, times yeah um, i was i was big I've, i was a big ska follower in high school oh, so yeah samesies yeah and it was the kind of thing i was i'd never heard anything like it i was my my kid brain was like what is this this sound yeah this it's like green day but it's like faster and and, and then there's horns i play horns yeah i can be cool and play horns uh and then i found out like this wasn't like some like unattainable like foreign thing from like california you know all the cool bands are from california all the cool bands are from new york city less than jake's from gainesville yeah they're right there yeah i could like go on a train and like go there and that's when i realized that like i not only could like i do it like i could be like peers with these people that's I could, pretty cool i could yeah. like that's that's what i can do right and it made me realize like oh, holy holy crap this is in my backyard right that's awesome and there's a record label there too and i got like got super into no I, idea records i started buying all their records i'm late to the game on realizing what a what a kind of um touchstone gainesville is for music like there's a book that I got not too long ago about the Gainesville punk scene. I, I think, have that book. Yeah. It's a great book. And, uh, but, you know, it talks about Against Me and uh, it's a hot water music. Hot, and Radon. Yeah. Uh, like, like there's, it's, it's interesting to me because before that, my idea of the Gainesville music scene would have been Tom Petty, you know. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. which which, which not, also. Also amazing. Yeah. yeah but not a not a punk you know when i look think of well, punk i think we, of, we deify tom petty for good reason but well, like he's up on a huge pedestal because he's he's incredible yeah and but that doesn't detract from what we're saying before about like it, it's inspirational all that other hotbed for punk rock stuff well not only that but i i've i've been to gainesville two or three times and nothing uh forward thinking would i think would start or come from there you know, there's a there's lots of uh, rebel flags and lots of barbecue restaurants Dude, and lots of I, same I, like like I was saying I thought that Gainesville was like some incredible like like punk mecca and the first time I went there when I was like 18 or something I was like what the hell is this right <laughs> well Dave Decker you know Dave right from yeah Big, yeah he was on the show and he was telling me he sent me the video of him going to see Fugazi up there where he gets his face bashed in and Joe Lally the bassist takes off his shirt hands him his shirt to wipe up the blood off of his face. And the funniest part of the story is after the show, Joe Lolly comes up to him and says, hey, that's the only shirt I have. Can I have it back? <laughs> so after Dave just sops Bled. blood up off of his face for the whole second half of a Fugazi show, the bass player takes the shirt back and he's like, here you go. But he's got it on video. You can see Dave, a young Dave Decker with blood 
gushing out of his nose in the video. Holy! So shit. yeah, that's pretty pretty amazing. Well, Greg, now I, are you part? I know Greg's got a Fugazi story too. Or was that Wolfface era, or was that beforehand? That that was before. Okay. Yeah, he he saw him up in D.C. or something. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I. They come up a lot on the show. Well, for good for, for good, good reason. reason. Yeah. So um, so Scott, was that your entry point into playing live, or had you been playing other types of music before that point? I mean, just like playing nursing homes in seventh grade, like in my middle school jazz band. Yeah. That doesn't, I guess that counts. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> See, I but, don't like, any... but like doing like booking our own shows and stuff, sure. that didn't happen until I started my very first terrible ska band. Yeah, so but the very, so that was the, the entry point, though, the terrible ska band. Yeah. What but, was that, what were they called? Uh, Not Quite Tony. Such a ska band Such name. Such a ska band name, That's right? a perfect ska band name. <laughs> <laughs> it's always got to be two or three, like three words, and yeah. Two, th- three words. Are, Less are, than something, more than something, not quite something. A name in there. Yeah. 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 There's so many names in, in ska bands. Um, and of course, our logo was a complete Operation Ivy logo oh. fa- logo type ripoff. Oh, for sure, yeah. Had, that, had to be. Yeah. So how long did that last? Um. You know, it's funny, like, time dilation when you're a kid, like a year seems, seems like a Seems like lifetime. an eternity, yeah. So, like, in my mind... Time dilation. I've never heard that phrase before, but that that's the perfect... Yeah. Yeah, like, now, it's like two years will go by, and I'll be like, what happened? I huh? have, So, I was talking... So, I have a lot of the, you know, because the other part of me that I don't like to talk about as an attorney, I have a lot of people who are running for judge on. They're telling me about judges whose seats they're running for, and they're like, this judge is retiring. I was like... There's no way that judge is retiring. He just became a judge when I left the state attorney's office. And they're like, yeah, that was 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oops. Like, yeah, it seems like yesterday. So I, I completely get what you're saying. Um, anyway, so. So I think, like, not quite Tony was around for, like, maybe a year and a half. Now, were you guitar, but, vocals? Oh, what were you? So I wanted to learn how to play bass. And I told my dad that. And he was like, bass? I'm getting you a guitar. And I was like, Bass gets no, no love. I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't think I can do guitar. But he, I ended, up, he ended up getting me a guitar for like, nineteen ninety eight. Christmas. What was it? It was. A, I still have it. Do you? I play it all the time still. It's, Shit, guitars sound amazing sometimes. It's funny. Yeah. I, I, I switched out the bridge pickup for like a Seymour Duncan JB. I don't. I just looked up whatever Billy Joe had in his guitar and I put that in there. And uh, that's how Greg says he taught himself to play was just Green copying Day. Dookie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, covered it in stickers. Yeah. Billy Joe. What, what you do, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, learned how to play it in a couple of months and figured out how to, like, the, I think, like, the first, like... Bar chords or solos or both or... Oh, I'm still learning how to solo, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, power chords. The song yeah. that taught me what power chords power were chords. was uh, Automatic by Less Than Jake. I, like, looked up tablature because uh-huh. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's... What how you did, and What's I noticed like a pattern with the tablature, like yeah. it's all like the same like position, yeah. and then something went in my head, and I went, "Oh, I can move that position all yeah. over the fretboard," and that's like opened up everything. I started writing songs, and just it's always weird. I don't know if you if you would agree with this, but everything seems easier in retrospect. Like this this was this was something I noticed in law school, and this is something as I try and get better at playing instruments, like. You have these things that you look back on and you're like, of course that's how it would, would, would go, or of course that's what you would do. But before you get to the point of understanding that, it's just a com- beyond a complete you. disconnect. Well, so yeah. so yeah, I'm going to sound like an idiot for a second, but <laughs> um, you know, like uh, both with power chords, but just regular bar chords, 
you know, take the lesson. It's like there's only a couple shapes that you're and you're just moving the bar up and down. You're moving the nut up and down the neck and doing the same, you know, and it, it, it took me years to for that to make sense to me. And mm-hmm. in retrospect, it's like, God, I feel like that should have taken me like a day to figure out. So it, it's weird how when you're on the other side of that stuff, it it's tough getting somebody to get there. Yeah, because you really want to be like. Because I've like taught people like guitar stuff. I was gonna ask yeah, I, if you if you teach. not anything okay. like officially, but yeah. like hanging out with friends like at parties and right. stuff, and they'll like see me. Yeah, like you could teach me, and I'll like throw the guitar at them, and I'll be like, put your finger there. <laughs> now just hit all six strings. Now put your finger there. <laughs> all right, now sing a Beatles song over <laughs> it, and you just figured out ninety percent of all music. Yeah, like I try to dumb it down as much as possible. Like it can't be that easy. I'm like, I'm telling you, yeah. if you get a guitar and do that every day for a month you'll go oh my god it is that easy yeah but try not to make them well, feel sure. uh, d- like like there's way more to it than that but if you tell everybody that well, like, right up front they're going to be overwhelmed and not want to do well, it. well right i mean you don't you don't teach people you know you don't start off teaching them dark dragon force exactly <laughs> you, you start off with some bob dylan or something smoke on the water yeah yeah, yeah yeah so after the ska band then what um it was the same three guys and uh, the drummer, I'm actually still friends with all those guys. Uh, the drummer was getting more into heavy stuff, and the bass player was getting more into proggy stuff, and I was getting more into like uh, poppy stuff. So poppy, we, proggy, heavy sounds like a pretty amazing band to me. Uh, well, I thank you. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, was, it was more disjointed than sure, anything. Sure, sure, yeah. But, um, uh, so we changed the name, and we went more in like a post-hardcore. What was that called? Uh, Red Light Taxi. Okay. And we started writing songs. I started tuning my guitar to Drop D. Yeah. We started writing songs in a more of like a linear fashion, like okay. ditch the chorus, move over here. Quicksand-ish? Um, no? In retrospect, yes. Okay. But not one of our influences. One of your influences, sure. Like, we, we were more like, I mean, we were like 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we were listening to, like, Poison the Well. Mm-hmm. We refused. Yeah. Um, Bass player was big into like Joe Satriani and Rush. Oh wow! I was big into like uh, I really liked Jimmy World at the time, poppier stuff. Uh, and we like tried to combine all right. those different things to make this like refused meets Jimmy World kind of sound. Yeah. And we like played a couple of shows at like State Theater. Oh like, wow! Back when we were kids, like we that's big time. Like we did okay. Yeah. Yeah. Until like the. Uh, like we connected enough to like write like a little over an EP's P- EP's worth of songs in that genre, right? And then our disparate influences couldn't mesh anymore. Does that exist anywhere? A recording of that EP? Probably somewhere on yeah. a hard drive. Okay. I, I really ought to put it up on Bandcamp. Yeah. I'm making it sound like it's better than it is. Oh, Trust no. me, it's very sloppy. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so after they split up, then what happens? The Red Light Taxi. Or that was Red Light Taxi? That was Red Light Taxi. Okay, then after Red Light Taxi, what happens? Uh, Let's see. I started this, like, weird post-punky jammy band. I was listening to a lot of, like, uh, Les Avifav and French Kicks and Dismemberment Plan. Just, like, stuff that was, like, the drums were going crazy. The bass is playing this, like, really weird vamp. And I'm doing just like atonal delay stabs right, right, right. and yelping over the top of it. Sure. Barely even songs. Yeah. But it was really fun and expressive for me. Yeah. And I did that for a long time. Now, where are you as far as your career as a teacher at this point? Were you, are you in college? Hadn't even gone to college yet? Or? Um, 
by the time Red Light Taxi split up, I had graduated high school and I was going to community college. Okay. At that point, I was uh, studying uh, music theory and music production. Oh, wow. And uh, that was really discouraging to me because I had already learned so much on my own. Sure. And I'm going, going in there kind as of a backwards, freshman, yeah. taking these, like, I took two years of music theory in high school, but they weren't college credits, so I have to take Do music theory again. one in college, and I'm sitting there like, it's a bummer. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> it really, really yeah. was a yeah. bummer. Yeah. And there was this one music production class where the, I don't, I sound, I don't want to sound negative, but the 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 professor was teaching everybody Fruity Loops, and <laughs> like I taught myself Fruity Loops when I was fourteen. Right. So there was like a couple of classes where like he let me lead. He just take he, over. He was like, "Oh, Ryan, how do you load samples?" And I was like, "Here, here, I'll show you." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird. So how long did you do that for until you decided to? Uh, two semesters. Two semesters. Two semesters, and then I was like, <laughs> and that's uh, when I start. Oh, I started playing in the interim. I started playing drums in this like uh, retro, rocky, hot, hot heat. Uh, oh wow! The Strokes sounding yeah, kind of yeah. band. Because I, I I started really liking the like visceral yeah. and visual punch those bands had. Sure. They're all like you know skinny tie. Oh, I love. And, and, I, I still to this day love the new strokes. I haven't. I haven't spent a lot of time with the album that just came out, but international noise conspiracy too. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I was right after the refused. Yep. And I was just like, this is so wild. Like I never would have dreamed like doing like a late '60s kind of thing, but it totally the cars and yeah, it just um, definitely has that. Yeah. It hit me over the head, and then yeah, these guys needed a drummer, and I was like, I can play drums. I can't play drums, but <laughs> I, I guess I was good enough. For them to, to take me in and that that band was was trey bn that's the one that got on the show mm-hmm. so you got on the show playing drums yep that's crazy like, so yeah. so how, tell me about that process once you're on the show they flew you out there i mean how many times did you have to play was it like were you out there for a month were you out there for a week how, how long was that whole process we flew out there for oh i'm not gonna get this right but that's um we fine. flew no out there checking here we flew out there for i want to say like Three days. It was into Burbank. Into this. Oh, wow. Is that your first time in California? I think so. California is insane. Oh, it's 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 as crazy as you think it is. It's even crazier. Absolutely. Yeah. But we were really lucky because we had this whole Fremantle Media uh, machine taking care of us. Yeah. Like we we fly in there and it's just like someone holding a sign for you. Stupid sign says Travian, and it's like (laughs) what? Okay. And and we go into per diem or like a. For that, we had no. We didn't have a per diem or anything for that yet. Um, So yeah, we fly out to this big room, and it's a ton of bands just all hanging out in a room, and we're all like picking each other's brains. Like, what did they tell you? What did they tell you? Like, oh, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. So, what songs are you gonna do? And and, like all that stuff. And this whole time, there's people running around with you know Sony HVX cameras, recording, getting background or whatever they call it. Yeah, Yeah, and. That's when we like we really hung out with this band called the Mugs. They okay. were like a I feel like I've heard of the Mugs. Great Detroit guitar rock okay. band. Yeah, Su- super good. Um, bluesy. Anyways, uh, hung out with them a lot, and uh, so like they would take out take away a band, and they would like film an interview with them, and then they would leave. 
Yeah. And we were like one of the last ones to go up. So the bands just keep leaving and we're just like sitting there just like, oh boy, we're feeling like we were putting it's on a, yeah. ice in us or something. I know. And <laughs> I want to make an Auschwitz joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you put it out there now. Yeah, I mean, it, kind of, <laughs> it rings a bell to me. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the cough button. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so uh, we go up there. I think it was like everybody was allowed to do two songs, an original and a cover. And um, what was the cover? So we did um, uh, Tell Her No by the Zombies. Okay. Tell Her No. Yeah. No. I don't know if you got to, now you got to charge $10 for the yeah. podcast. I, for the I, I, I don't think you hit 30 seconds. I think oh. we're okay. Okay. And um, like the whole time we're like, psyching each other up we're like we're gonna kill it we're gonna be psyching each other out that's what i would have done no we we, like we instantly decided that like you know what you know what we're gonna do we're just gonna be the best yeah because why not we're kids we're just gonna be cocky Eh, what what else what do we have to lose yeah we got a free flight and a free like couple day vacation did the parents come or were you guys out there by yourself we're out here by ourselves oh my god yeah 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 um and so we did that and it was awesome and uh we stayed, went back to our hotel and flew back, and we were like, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was like like an email, and we got a free uh, plane ticket. Sweet. And then we get another email that's like, okay, so now we're going to fly you back for the pilot episode. And we're like, oh, <laughs> now it's really, really happening. Yeah. So I think we had like, I had like a, we, at the time I was working at Guitar Center. So Which one? I, uh, Clearwater. Seven, eight, seven on, eight one. Is that the one on, <laughs> right off the US nineteen and yep. yeah yeah you got it okay so I had to like uh, organize with them I was like yeah I'm gonna be gone for a week I think this time yeah and they were like okay and I'm like all right that was easy they they were, they were always pretty that was before uh, Bain Probably Capital bought them and it was really easy to get over. time off yeah <laughs> Mitt Romney ruined them uh, <laughs> I know we won't wrong. we won't go into that. <laughs> uh, but uh, then when we flew back out it was, we flew into Las Vegas okay. And that was like the uh, yeah the pilot episode in the middle of the desert. That's when they had Sheila E. Okay. Uh, Johnny Resnick. Oh wow. From the Hoodles, yeah, yeah. And there and the the usual British guy. This guy's name was Dicko. Token token, token British guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that that was wild. That was another time when we did the same exact two songs. I think I don't remember. But they we like. That was the one where they televised us and they said, yeah, you're going to Hollywood and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And we did the same exact thing. We're just like, we're going to be super awesome. We're going to be like cocky and Did you have stage. a look or was it just whatever? Uh, our look for that one was uh, uh, waiter chic. So, waiter chic? Would you have suspenders and... <laughs> uh, bl- black vest. <laughs> okay. White button up with the sleeves rolled up. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. yeah boots and, okay. and, and a tie. Okay, waiter chic. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. I love it. It's perfect, <laughs> yeah. Like, pretty corny looking back at it, but I guess it worked. I don't know. Well, it worked that's the same way for everybody. So <laughs> so then you go to Hollywood, and what happens? We're there for, like, three months. Did you guys win the show, or how far did you get? Like, what's what's the uh, outcome of it? There were, uh, from the, uh, I don't know how many bands that auditioned, hundreds, they dwindled it down to 12, and then we got halfway through. So we were the sixth band eliminated or we got sixth place because greg greg remembers watching it i think in law school or at least that's how he tells it well the first um wolf face practice was the first time that i met greg and dan byers 
And the first thing Greg says to me is like, look at you, Mr. TV star. I watch you all the time, man. Every Friday, me and my wife, we were always voting for you guys. And I, and I, I mean, I was like, what? Really? Oh, okay. Be- because That's so cool. Like, no one watched that show. That's why they, it's not on the air anymore. I, I think it, like American Idol gets like, you know, 30 million people yeah. watching it. That show had like one million people watching yeah, it. Yeah. It's a pretty big difference. So they, oh, right. They, but if you're into that sort of thing, that's what you'd want to see is the band and not the singer. But yeah, I mean, like, I remember driving to that first practice. I was so well. Nervous. Let's talk about. So yeah. how did how did that happen? Like, how did you guys come together? Like, yeah. So uh, one of my band's uh, shows in like 2012, Dan Williams was there. Okay. Because yeah, known him for for ages. I remember loading up and he was standing outside his car and he goes, "Rabbi, Rabbi, come here." That's my Dan Williams yeah, yeah. impersonation. Um, <laughs> he's got. Is that affect or is that just how he is? I mean, he, he, I don't know. That's just how he is, I guess. That's well, I think I, I don't think I heard him say two words the entire time at that practice. He's, he's very soft spoken. He was stretching a lot. And I remember. And yeah, he does this. Yeah. Adjust adjust your TV set at home. Everybody does this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, he took me to his car. And he's like, oh, my friend is, is starting a band and they need a guitar player. I want to show you the demo. And it was that song, I'm a Son of a Bitch. Yeah. And it was like instantly, like it sounded, that had that super loud, like, yeah. I don't know, no idea records style, like punk guitar chord stuff, the kind of stuff I've always wanted to be in right. a band that yeah. sounded like that. Yeah. And I was like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Who was the friend in that scenario? Who was th- his friend that he was talking about? Uh, Greg. Was it Greg? Okay. Yeah. So how did they meet each other? Um, it's okay if you don't know. It's a good question. I guess just from the scene. Or did they go to high school? No, they didn't go to high school together. I really don't know. I'm, I'm not because they're kind of the the Paul and John of the band, as it were, as far as you know, button button heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's real cute when they get mad at each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. Um. So anyway, so so he he brought you in said they want a guitar player you listened to it sounded good yeah i took i took home that cd and we were like yeah we're gonna practice on like a tuesday night or something and i i learned that entire demo front to back all six songs like every part every guitar part every bass part just because i was like i don't know what they're gonna want me to do when i go there plus these guys are like older than me they probably so are you the youngest are you the baby of the band i'm the baby of the band and I, i expected them to have like a higher degree of perfection when it came to all this stuff. Yeah. So I was like, don't half-ass this, man. Right. Don't go in there full bore. Who's the perfectionist of the group? Uh, none of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I, Greg... Probably Greg. Really? Yeah. Because he, he kind of, in my, in my view, occupies kind of different worlds. Like, in one end, I think he loves kind of the sloppy punk part of it, but he also has a definite kind of idea of what he wants to hear. So, oh, oh, absolutely. That, would you agree? I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I guess it's not a perfection, per se, as it is a an ideal vision. He just knows what he wants. Yeah. He, yeah. he knows if that doesn't sound good. Right. That's, yeah. that's not going to sound good. Yeah. That's going to sound good. Yeah. Um, but uh, So how would how you receive that first practice? It was... It was I love was, at I, first sight? I was nervous as hell. Yeah. And Dan Byers has like a bleach blonde, like rat tail. Really? Like super punk. Oh, that's I, badass. I was like, I'm... He's like, oh, they're gonna know I'm a poser. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. These guys are way cooler yeah. than me, and they could not have been sweeter. Was this at that studio, or was this somewhere else? This was at uh, this is at the uh, the preschool actually. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, there was an old room in Dan Byers' mom's preschool, and he had made it into a recording studio. 
and it, yeah, that's that's where we, we rehearsed. Um, and yeah, they, they could not have been more. And sweet, so was the sweet. decision made then? You're in, and that's it. Yeah, that that first practice, they. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm revealing way too much. Well, you don't have to. I mean, <laughs> okay. say what you want to or yeah. don't want to. Yeah. But did you know? Did you know what the whole the whole gig was there? Like, did did, did you guys discuss what? What this was going to be, apart and aside from the music, um, that that's when when Greg decided to, to have like his whole vision for it, and and, and, it, and I was like, sure, I'm in. Why not? Well, it kind of reminds me of the whole Star Wars. Uh, what was the the one thing you were just telling me? Oh, about? next season. How, yeah, yeah. How I everything mean, with Star Wars. It's so. kind of a it's kind of a similar in, in in some ways as far as just kind of the whole. It creates its own world. Yeah. 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 And it's and it's fun, you know. Limitation breeds creativity, and so on and so forth. Um, and so, how many years ago was that? Now, two thousand twelve. So, oh. our so yeah, you, our eight year anniversary was last month. So, when did you start teaching? Uh, probably a year or two after that. So, were you doing that for work, or no? Were you still working at Guitar Center? I worked at Guitar Center for a while okay. after that, and. Um, the the Trey Band band did pretty well. We actually got like a bunch of songs placed on like MTV shows. Yeah, there's a couple like episodes of Jersey Shore that have Trey Band songs on them. So and I was doing um, session work at a studio in Clearwater, and I played in a bunch of other bands in the interim too. Like I, I got on a band that uh, played Warped Tour. Oh really? So I had to do a full Warped Tour on a bus. Like, did you really? Like that was pretty cool. How was that? What was that band? Uh, that band was called Automatic Love Letter. Okay. They they did pretty well with the, you know, th- 13 to 16 sure, demographic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was being on the Warp Tour. That sounds like, you know, it was a lot dope. of monster energy drinks. <laughs> you know, it's actually water in those cans. Oh, that's right. I've heard that story, too. <laughs> yeah, they look like they look like giant monster ener- energy drink cans, but on the bottom it just says water. Yeah. You know, because you got to sell that product to yeah. those kids. Like, it's oh, like my f- gosh, Fallout Boy, all they drink. Well, yeah. Fallout Boy wasn't on that. Uh, what was the big band on that? I don't know anymore. But yeah, so-and-so drinks monsters all day long. I got to get monsters. That's crazy. Yeah, you know. So um, now are you married? No. No? Um, no kids, right? No kids. All right. So teaching, little, uh, teaching others little kids without kids of your own, that's kind of like having friends with boats and not a boat of your own. You get to, <laughs> <laughs> get to, get to dip your toe in. Yeah, to dip the your whole toe experience. in the water without having to take it home with you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, again, talking about Wolfface and, and, and your, your, you know, relationship to those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they just put out an, an album recently, uh, and I, I don't know if this is announced yet, but uh, I, I hear that there may be a show that's going to be online soon. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, there's, there's supposed to be. Uh, I'm not sure of the date. Who is it that you know in the van? Oh, Rain Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, close personal friends with Rain Wolf. And what does he do? Guitar. Okay. And what are you, what are you hearing from them? Uh, some t- it's May, isn't it? Was May? Yeah. Oh, oh, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll do shots th- th- after th- you. Thank you for got some your... chips and salsa in the other room. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to look up the history of Cinco de Mayo on the way here so I could be like learned about it, but no, I'm, I'm sure just it's a dumb a, American. A, a, yeah, American. Well, you you had a post. I loved it the other day. Said something about it. Glad to be living in late stage capitalism. That's uh, <laughs> such a true. It's, oh, I'm so I'm so I I, I my, my mood lately is oh is like a roller well, coaster. So is, I mean, and it's just like everything. I read the news and it's just such a bummer about everything. And, and yeah, late, late, late stage capitalism. This is this is where we're at. 
Hope have you okay. <laughs> have you felt a uh, a drive to be more creative or or not really? I mean, oh, I, oh totally all the time. You, have you been doing anything? Have you been? Ha- yeah, uh, I, I'm in. I play drums in a, a punk rock band called Rudderkin, and we have a whole full length record ready to put out. We've, Did you write it during this? During the quarantine? Uh, we finished it during oh, okay. the quarantine. Okay. And we've already written another six-song EP oh, wow. during the quarantine. Uh, and I started another band with my friends, uh, Cody and Josh, and we wrote a four-song EP, and we recorded two of them the What's other day. What's that band? Cody. That's the name of it? Cody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, gosh, I guess I have been pretty busy. I can't not. Well, you know, politically, you look back in like the 60s and all the great music that came out of the 60s and what was going on in the world, I kind of feel like we're having that sort of remergence of just playing with super big chips politically, you know, just life and death, big, big things happening in the world. There's some big picture stuff happening. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's when a lot of decent music comes about. You know, 70s and 80s, although that's when I grew up, and that's, you know, the music that kind of resonates with me. But, you know... Those are simpler, easier times, not and, and so well, the music's like, a little bit poppier. So, so, and well, there's there's always dissent. Yeah, you know, like in the seventies, there was the the oil crisis. Yeah, so that there's a sure. lot, lot of things happening from there. There's great but music in the seventies. Great I mean, music yeah, in the seventies yeah. and like eighties. There's well, the dichom- punk. I mean, all the Reagan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. There's that the, the comedy of the the really big decadent eighties yeah. with the 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 cocaine and the huge snare drum. Yeah, and then the uh, Reagan youth like down with uh, yeah. authoritative authoritativeness. Yeah, like so. There's always something. There's always yeah going on. The yin and the yang going on. Even in like you know, like the slacker nineties when we had the cool sex president with the saxophone there's still you know like no effects writing the decline right in the middle of like an economic boom yeah yeah it's true i just right now i just i don't see how you you can't feel inspired to to feel one way or the other about something and then with this quarantine all the time in the world to put it down on well it's weird too because i i see myself like feeling like hopeless about all of it and I feel like I'm not doing enough, which also which makes it spiral even yeah, more, yeah. which is hella unfair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're doing this, which is super rad. Of course, you were doing this before the the, the quarantine. But still, this is a pretty, well. You pretty know, dope idle moment. hands are the devil's playground, so you know you can <laughs> either you know masturbate a lot like Greg does, or, or create new music. And there's nothing wrong with with self improvement. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm in this text chain with Greg and two other attorneys and. <laughs> It is the most vile discussion in the world. The other, oh, I know. The other I, day, I was like, none of us are running for office. <laughs> none of us are ever getting in. Well, if you do, you, you definitely have to uh, make sure your texts ever get subpoenaed. Oh, for sure. Because Greg, then... Well, but Greg, some of the stories he's told me, I mean, you know, the, the, the phrase butt water comes to mind. and just, That got on TV. I know. On two different TV shows. I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, he's he's taught me all sorts of new phrases sleeving and all this other stuff i'm just like that's something no one ever talks about or thinks about but the second like you put any thought into it you go oh i'm a sleever well there's definitely <laughs> it's definitely like a stones beatles type of uh dichotomy you know <laughs> you're, you're either one or the other but anyway so um <laughs> okay sorry. i'm trying to go further with that analogy and i'm gonna stop just, now yeah, just, we'll just leave it we'll leave it alone um so what so the future you've got three bands going you're you're are you going to be teaching summer school at all, or is is um, right now the school? Well, the, the school would always be open up as a private school; it'd be open year round. So it becomes like a summer camp over the summer. Yeah, and 
my phone's on airplane mode, but I, I'm pretty sure the, the last thing I saw in the group chat or in the work chat that it's going to be opening up in June. So that'll be good. I'll, I'll be, now, aside from all the music that you play, you probably don't even have any time to go to shows. Are you much of a concert goer? Or? All the time. I, I run sound at the Benz. I'm like the... the oh, B- I didn't know you work there. I'm the B squad. So uh, I've never been there. I, I've wanted to go so much, but I remember when they uh, announced Frankie and the Witch Figures was playing there, and they get some like crazy, like dope ridiculous bands there band. It's like that. The capacity there is like what, three hundred, two hundred, on paper, probably in the seventies. Yeah, and they were like this, this, this concert will pull at least a couple thousand people, so it's just gonna be pouring out the street. Now you guys have played there a, a bunch of times, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Like like back in the day, we used to play like Fubar was like our main haunt. Yeah, and is that, Fubar even still open? No, oh, it's been closed for at least a year now. That was right next to the old Daddy Cool that was on Central, right? Yeah. yeah. So now that that whole block, it's it's bizarre. It's it's a uh, uh, fashion boutique, uh, Kratom vape place, uh, like uh, Asian fusion, uh, candy store, a biscuit store, and then a vacant old stinky punk rock bar. <laughs> Yeah. It's just well, I was bacon. born and raised there, and I was there when there was shit. It was halfway houses, oh. methadone clinics, and retirement community, and like Belk Lindsay or Belk, whatever, Moss Brothers or whatever was downtown. I mean, there's nothing downtown. Maybe now it's just, one hot dog cart over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's the, this hotbed. But uh, um, you mentioned State the- So State Theater's right down the road from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what, what are the big venues down there to play right now? Is it the be- I mean, Right now, uh, if you're playing downtown, you're trying to book a, good, a gig at the Benz. You're uh, booking a gig uh, if, if Rob is willing to do a show, Planet or? Retro. Um, no, never done Janice. Would love to do Janice. Yeah. Like, I'd love to do like a free show there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really know the method to, to get into that. Do you know John Holt or uh, Pat Clemowish? I feel like I've seen those names, but I've not met them. They were both guitarists in a band over there called The Hip Abduction. Now they're, I remember The Hip Abduction. Yeah, now okay. they're in a band called Danfield together. Uh-huh. Um, but but I, I've seen them play it at Janice a couple times. So Janice is where Janice was like growing up where I saw, I mean, I saw Guar there a bunch of times. Yeah. I saw Mighty Mighty Boston's there, uh, Pearl Jam. My first fist fight was at a Candlebox show. <laughs> at a can- <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't in it. I was outside of it, which is, is how I... Uh, make right with that whole scenario but um uh, you're allowed to see a candle box show it's yeah, okay yeah uh <laughs> now state theater what's state theater called now oh well, like floridian a, social club yeah and lots of people are pretty pretty Not, angry about yeah, it it doesn't sound like a place you'd go see uh I dillinger mean, escape plan that's that's the last show i saw there was dillinger escape plan wow on their farewell tour but uh oh yeah now right. it seems like you'd go buy cigars and drink puerto rican rum there or something Oh, I can't wait to get a $25 cocktail at the Floridian yeah. Social Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, is there a show, potentially, if, if, if it's reopened at Crowbar, coming up so- soon, too? Um, there's the, uh, the, the hot dog party. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tom DeGeorge, owner over there, who is just the, the sweetest, sweetest man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he asked us to do our mis- Misfits cover set there. That's so Which, badass. like, when he, like... Yeah, he saw me at, at the crowbar, I don't know, like eight months ago, and yeah. he grabbed me as as he does, and it's like, Rawr! Oh, you that's a terrible impersonation. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tom. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, absolutely, and I I really hope it happens. Me too. Really, really hope because because you guys did it at Fest, and I didn't get to go see it at Fest. I got to watch the video of it, but uh, oh yeah, the videos is wild. <laughs> I, well, that speaking of, I hope Fest happens. 
That's just gonna happen. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna put it out there. What was the one? What was the what was the festival that you guys just played like a month or two ago? That was like all EDM and oh Okeechobee festival. Yeah. How, now Greg gave me his review of that. I want to hear your review of that. Oh, I want, I, after I give mine, I want to hear Greg's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got offered to do it. I want to say it was Mark Etherington who plays in a, a bunch of local bands. Um, he was drummer in Set and Setting, uh, Mountain Holler, um, so on and so forth. Yeah, he like emailed us or texted Dan Williams. And it was the kind of thing where I was like, I actually ran into him at the Blue Goose after that. And I was like, Mark, are you sure you want Wolfface to do this? Was it always that type of festival? Because I, yeah. th- I, th- I thought I remember Ween playing there like a couple years ago and... I, what it was more it was like fifty percent DJs and fifty percent bands. But has it just really kinda... now it's like eighty percent DJs okay. and I think they had like Sublime with Rome. Yeah. Vampire Weekend, I think yeah. was the other big band. Yeah. And whatever else they have, I'm not hip enough to know. Sure. But uh yeah, no, Mark was like, No, what we're what we're curating, we're curating like our own like side stage yeah. and your thing is perfect for it. And I'm like, Okay, I know you've seen our 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 get up a bunch of times, so all right. And it turns out like the the like the wolf face camp did well like the you were uh, received well yeah were you at night or during the day or if I remember correctly <laughs> uh, why wouldn't you remember correctly well there was a trailer <laughs> yeah and in this trailer they had this bottle and it started with a V and ended with an odka uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> weird it tasted bad but yeah. I just kept going for it no um, I want to say it was like eleven thirty yeah and uh. Like, AM or PM? PM. Okay. Which is somewhat early by your standards when I've heard some of the fest start times, like 3 a.m. in the morning or, yeah. Yeah. Like when we play Ben's, like we will go on at like 1. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a show. Yeah. Um, but it's, I thought it turned out great. It was it was very overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if any, if you've ever been to like one of those huge outdoor festivals before. That's probably music festival is the biggest one I've ever been to. Okay. So, appro- about, yeah. About that side. Yeah. That plus, plus people are camping there, yeah, yeah and yeah. this is like their second or third day. Yeah, it's camping like livestock there. or whatever they used to do. It, it's like yeah. its own uh, wild west country. Yeah, yeah. Where you know the beers are twelve dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had a lot of fun. It was yeah. great. I mean, it was the kind of thing like we got to use all of our own equipment. the The sound system was great. You know, like all the normal gripes that like bands have when it comes to playing festivals. Like, oh no, you have to use this equipment. Yeah. You, you can't turn up your amp this loud. Uh, like, I turned up my amp really loud, and because and, that's how I, I like it, and that's good. Sweet. I'm not getting told to turn down. So, thumbs up. That's awesome. Rainwolf's gonna love how loud this guitar amp is. <laughs> I remember when I saw them play it. Uh, I don't know if it was the VA or what the, the one right over here by the zoo. Um, oh, uh, you have a, the poster right there. Yeah, yeah, the American Legion. The American yeah. Legion. Yeah. So I went to that show, and it was hilarious because number one, I'd never been there before, so I wasn't sure I was going to the right place. Yeah. Number two, there's like a quinceanera or like a Spanish wedding that was going on. I like heard on a lot the other of side of a curtain. Yep. So I walked in, and there's hipsters and jorts on one side, and then there's these ornate Spanish wedding dress gown or whatever on the other side. And I was just like, somehow this is perfect. And then the other thing that I loved is uh, the the sound check. Well, first off, the, the guys in the band couldn't have been sweeter. And I'm standing there, and, and Greg's introducing me to everybody for the first time. And they're all talking to me while they're stripping butt naked, like while everybody's just sitting there looking at them drinking. And they're like, oh, we, we've done this so many times anymore, it, it doesn't even bother us. Well, there's no, it's like, hey, there's no green room. 
that's fine. What, 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 there was what, no what, stage there. I mean, yeah, that, that place is not set up for a live show, but it turned out to be perfect for one. But the other thing that I love is there's like this a, a little mixing board or whatever you want to call it. And play a song, go around, turn that knob up. Play another song, come around, turn that knob up. And like, it, like each of the members are just kind of tweaking it as they were going through songs. And it was it was just amazing. I mean, and you know, it's right there. It's in your face. It's it's sloppy. It's live. It's, you know, you talk about the type of music when uh, Dan played you that demo tape, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exactly what it is. But that's why I love it so much. Oh, um, total total DIY. Yeah. Just its own uh, in itself universe uh, without any sort of outside influence, like. There's no one's worried about, and you guys are happy with what it is, no matter what it is. And it's yeah. what, but what's funny is, is you know, I've I've heard you know invitations to tour in Germany, and you know, liquid liquid death. Uh, is it liquid death? It is liquid. Liquid death. death yeah. Water. You know, wanting to do jingles, so it's kind of trickling in, just you know, yeah. without you guys even trying too hard to, to to go after it. We're just having just having fun with it, and we just keep getting emails and, and phone calls and messages are like, hey, we like what you're doing. Yeah. Would you like to do this? Yeah. And, and we go, what? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming by here so much. Thank you so much for helping me with the sound. I'm a little bit embarrassed by that, but hopefully we'll be able to, as we said, uh, fix it in post-production. Um, where can people find stuff online, whether it's your band or bands that you're friends with? Okay, so... Uh, Wolfface uh, Bandcamp is wolf-face.bandcamp.com. Uh, what else? Uh, Rudderkin is, uh, you can find it on, just Rudderkin's pretty much easy. You Google that, you'll find Rudderkin the Band Instagram, uh, Rudderkin the Band Facebook, and uh, I want to say it's rudderkinband.bandcamp.com. And then there's Cody, which right now just has a Bandcamp, which is Cody Band dot bandcamp.com and uh, I, i'm also in a two-piece band called changer and i think that's oh, wow changer saint pete and what type of music is that uh it's like a mid-tempo grungy indie pop oh wow it's a little bit of emo thrown in there too i don't know genres man genres suck you know well, it's it's guitar-based music yeah i don't know well, the, you can be different things to different people that's awesome that that's true that's uh true. and and there may be a show an, a zoom show a zoom concert or something getting announced soon uh yeah the the fest people should be announcing because well the fest people every saturday have been doing uh fest at home okay which has been awesome yeah i've been watching it and uh they should be announcing a wolf face one coming up in the next couple that's of badass. weeks Thank you so much for dropping by during this quarantine, braving braving uh, the outside world, coming over the bridge, and helping me with my uh, my, <laughs> my my DIY setup here. So, anyways, great having you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, I had a lot of fun. All right, take it easy. Thanks. Bye.